I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter, at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for midweek news and notes. So for that, we bring in our friend covering the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Daryl Slater. Daryl, what's going on, sir? Not too much. Not too much. Appreciate you having me on, as always. Unfortunately, Daryl, we have to start the show on a down note this week. As wide receiver Vincent Jackson passed away, his best years were in San Diego, although after signing with Tampa as a free agent, he did pretty well there for a few years. And he would reunite with Darrell Revis. And I say reunite not because they had ever played together before, but they had a notable playoff game against each other back in 2009. I still remember that incredible interception that Revis had against Jackson where the ball went off his foot and Revis came up with it. There was another notable play there where Rex Ryan challenged a catch that he made and he kicked the challenge flag, which cost the Chargers a 15-yard penalty. But this is a guy that was one of the most dominant receivers of his time. 6'5", 235 pounds, could run like a gazelle, incredible player. The circumstances around his death are still coming in, but it's pretty sad. It looks like he disappeared. His family was looking for him. He was living alone in a hotel. Nobody could really figure out what was going on, and I don't want to speculate, but... You can draw your own conclusions for now until we have all the facts. But either way, 38 years old, multi-time Pro Bowler. It's so sad to see that this is how it ended for him. Yeah, very sad. I mean, we hadn't heard much about him in a while. It's not like he had been in the spotlight. You know, like a lot of foreign players uh, had kind of, you know, not really been in the media or whatever in terms of being an analyst or, or whatever. But, you know, obviously the, the, the name is recognizable, no doubt, for, for anyone who's a been a recent NFL fan and um, one of the most, like you said, most successful receivers in the league for a few years stretch there. And as you mentioned, the notable um, 
game against the Jets and Revis in the playoffs so many years ago. I mean, it feels like longer ago probably than it, than it is, but you know, a lot of Jets fans obviously remember that as one of the, you know, the last few fond memories they, they had about this team having much success. Um, and, you know, as I recall, I think the 2009 playoffs when the Jets made that run after the 2009 season, um, you know, the Chargers were pretty darn good. They had a really good team. And, um, and so that was a, that was a, uh, a huge win for the Jets and, a, and obviously a, a big win for, for Revis, even though, like you said, Vincent Jackson played pretty well. So, um, yeah, really sad to hear and, and just very sudden. Um, and no matter what, what, what the reasoning was, it just doesn't, you know, it's just far too soon, certainly, for, for someone that young. Let's talk about a different receiver, Daryl. Jamison Crowder. A lot of people buzzing about what the Jets are going to do about him. He's got one year, $10.5 million left on his contract. From where I sit, the Jets have plenty of cap space. What they don't have is any playmakers on that offense except for Jamison Crowder. He's the only proven, legitimate offensive weapon they have at the skill positions. To me, letting him go would be the Robbie Anderson mistake all over again. People are looking at other big names as possibly coming in here. We don't know that the Jets are going to be able to land any of them, and even if they do, it's not a bad thing to have somebody like Crowder who's explosive, can really make plays, Good route runner, great after the catch, so that would seem to be a nice fit with what Shanahan's offense likes receivers to do. So I think it would be a big mistake to let Jamison Crowder leave, especially considering that it's only one year, $10.5 million left on the contract. I would prefer that they extend him and maybe negotiate down this year's cap hit. What do you think here, Daryl? you think they should keep him, and what do you think they're going to do? Well, they have a lot of options. Um, because they have so much cap space, they can they can do what you said and, and negotiate it down to create more cap space. They can just keep him for the final year of his contract. Uh, they can cut him and create more cap space. I don't I don't see what the why they would want to cut him. They, you you wouldn't be getting anything in return um, in terms of a comp pick. So if let him you know if he play they have the cap space for him to play out his deal this year, right? And so if he leaves next year in free agency, then you could potentially get a comp pick in 2023. But to just cut him to get more cap space when you already have a ton of cap space and and you need uh, like you said you need what you don't have is 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 a proven weapon <laughs> besides him. All right, so um, maybe they maybe they sign somebody or draft somebody. They certainly have the ability to do either or both. Um, and then, you know, then you can evaluate your options of where Crowder stands with Mims and whoever the newcomer or newcomers would be. And you could always cut him later on, you know, and you could still free up the cap space and roll it over to next year. So I think for now it makes reasonable sense to keep him. I don't know if if you want to extend him per se, but, um, I don't, I don't see what advantage there would be to cutting him. I mean, you would do that if you were cash strapped. And, and look, especially if, if you feel like, you know, you know, if you're the Jets, maybe they, you know, can get Deshaun Watson and, and be better than people expected this year. So why would you why would you want to take away a weapon? Um, or, you know, if you draft a quarterback, he's going to need a security blanket in terms of a proven receiver. Now, maybe that will be a guy they sign um, in terms of the number one receiver. And, and look, Jamison Crowder, you know, I don't think I think most people would agree he's not a, a true elite number one receiver, but he's not slouch either. I think he, you know, that he's shown that past couple of years with the jets that he's been able to produce and, 
Yeah, I think he's he's worth kicking. Look, is the cap hit a little high? Yeah, probably. But um, that's what happens when you sign guys in free agency. They sign him in free agency. You overpay, and and this is this is where they're going to probably have to overpay for him. But they have the ability to do it. So I lean toward you know keep him. Maybe you don't need to extend his contract to lower the cap hit because you don't have to do that. Um, but I just don't see why it would make any sense to to cut him uh, right now. My joke last year, as it pertained to the people that were talking about how the Jets should consider moving on from Jamison Crowder and the one-year $10.5 million left on his deal, was that I was going to laugh when they released him and ended up using the money to re-sign Brashad Perriman and Chris Hogan. But now that's not even a possibility because Chris Hogan, not going to be playing football anymore, he has decided to go back to his first love, lacrosse. A lot of people don't know how good he really was at lacrosse just a fantastic player in college. He was a first-team All-ECAC selection and a captain of the lacrosse team at Penn State. Football is obviously where you can make a lot more money, so that's where he gravitated when it came time to turn pro. But I guess he's decided that his body's taken enough of a beating in football. I don't know how many teams are interested anymore, and so he's going back to lacrosse. Yeah, I believe the league is what, the Premier Lacrosse League. Um, I Look, I, I would think if a lot of teams are interested, he would be able to, uh, you know, he would want to continue playing football. Um, now, the offers that he's getting would probably not be significant. I mean, at this stage of his career and his age, uh, his injury history. So it all probably adds up to him saying, look, um, I'm going to go try something different. He's not going to make a lot of money doing this. I think his wife is, is a doctor, actually. So, And he did really well financially uh, in the NFL. Uh, he had that contract that he signed with the Pats, I guess, when they – when he left the bills. So he's done all right for himself. You know, I don't think he's hard up for money, um, but this is something, and certainly you're not going to make a lot of money doing the premier lacrosse league. I don't know what they would pay, but um, this is something fun for him to do. Make a little extra money, challenge himself. Uh, and certainly people in New Jersey know what, what a talented athlete and lacrosse player he, he was uh, in high school because you know, he grew up in Bergen County and, um, so people were familiar with him before he went on to, I, I guess, Monmouth, right? And then did he go to Penn State after that? I don't think he ever played football at Penn State. Or did he go Penn State first and then Monmouth? I can't, I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, so th- it'll be a cool thing to see if he can make it work. I mean, the guy's, what, 33 years old, so there's going to be a lot of younger lacrosse players in this league. It'll be, it'll be neat to see if he can hack it with some of these, with some of these younger guys and certainly for the league itself. Uh, which I presume will have some games on TV. It's a, it's kind of a splash, um, a splash acquisition maybe, or a, a guy who can who can be uh, a notable person in your league uh, when you're trying to attract eyeballs. Yeah, Daryl. Just to clarify, he went to Penn State first, played lacrosse, and then he ended up going to Monmouth, which is where he played football. So, it's really interesting that he's going back to his first love and the sport where, let's be honest, he was more dominant. But this does show you what an incredible overall athlete Chris Hogan is. And it's funny because a lot of people don't realize how amazing of an athlete you have to be to be that high of a level in those two sports. Even if Chris Hogan was nothing more than a journeyman in football, just to be a journeyman in football and be that good at lacrosse is something else. 
Doug Shanahan, who is one of the best lacrosse players the United States has produced in a really long time, was on the show a couple of years ago to talk about how he almost made the Jets as an undrafted free agent out of Hofstra, ended up having himself a great career in lacrosse and coaching, but still, the fact that he came that close to making it to an NFL team and being that good at lacrosse is very impressive in a variety of different ways. Chris Hogan didn't have the type of career where he made an insane amount of money. That, of course, is something that could await whoever gets drafted at number two overall, however, Daryl. And one guy whose name has been thrown around quite a bit is Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU. And there was a whole weird controversy last week where Todd McShay of ESPN mentioned that Wilson wasn't voted a captain last year. He was part of something called the Leadership Council. And so everybody was talking about how this could cause his stock to drop. I have no idea why. I don't really think it's that big of a deal, but apparently this matters to scouts. And so there were a lot of people arguing on social media because there was actually a shot of him in uniform with a C on his chest. And people were saying, this is a false story. Why are people saying this? And then my friend Paul Estin, Boy Green, who does radio up in Syracuse in a podcast called The Jet Zone, spoke to BYU's quarterback coach who said that Zach Wilson absolutely was a captain. So it got even more confusing. And then finally, Johnny Linehan, who was a teammate of Zach Wilson's, came out and said this just to clarify. Not going to lie, when the initial captains were released, I was shocked Zach wasn't one of them. However, it's more of a positive that he didn't let that impact him and went on to earn it and be named the captain for the rest of the season. So then somebody said, so the statement was false, McShay was wrong, and Linehan continued to clarify by saying, the statement McShay made was misleading. It should be corrected. He wasn't initially named the captain, but he became one during the season. Again, it's a non-story, shouldn't have any relevance. He's a great player, and we all considered him a great teammate. So, Daryl, I never thought that something this insignificant would blow up like that, that it would become such a huge story. But I find it funny that this is something that in league circles legitimately could have hurt his draft stock. I get that you want to see a quarterback be a captain because it shows leadership ability, but isn't it a little bit more important what his coaches and teammates think of him than whether or not he's technically a captain, which, by the way, we found out he did earn anyway. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think how he performs on the field um, you know, trumps what what whether he's a captain or not, and, and certainly you mentioned what his coaches and teammates think of him, and and they thought highly of him enough to to make him a captain during the season. So I think it's kind of a moot point in that regard. Look, if he hadn't been a captain at all, uh, if he had had other red flags, character wise, I think yeah, maybe that adds up to something perhaps troubling. But um, you know, as as the punter said there, Linehan, he, he was. He was voted a captain during the season. So I don't know. I have no idea what happened with their initial captain vote or whatever. But this is all something that I'm sure he will be asked about, um, Zach Wilson, during the pre-draft process. And and really this year with no, the combine not really happening, uh, these these interviews uh, will be so critical. Um, you know, virtual interviews or I don't know how, if they're going to do any of these in person or whatever. But, yeah, you're going to have the film to go off from last year. You'll have some pro day stuff to go off to. But really, you're going to have probably just as much um, interview stuff, even if some of it's virtual. So yeah, that part of it will still be really important for prospects to, to be able to sit down and talk to teams and articulate who they are and why, why these teams should trust them. And um, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be asked about all this stuff, um, 
which whatever. I mean, that's part of the deal. You know, these, these scouts poke and prod and ask a lot of questions and cast a wide net. Um, oftentimes to see how guys respond, I would think, right. I mean, there's no such thing as a dumb question per se. I guess there, there's been some offensive questions over the years that some of these guys have been asked by teams, but, um, you know, if you could say, Hey, explain to me why you weren't voted a captain. Hey, that's fair game. I mean, and if the kid can respond in a composed manner and, and everything, if, 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 if that rattles him, then, then that's troubling and it shouldn't, I'm not saying it will, but, uh, this is something he, he will be asked about because, these guys dig very deep and this isn't a particularly deep thing to dig on. Um, uh, but you know, as you team should, as you team should dig, dig deep, I think it makes a lot of sense to, to cover all your bases. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll ultimately wind up being a big deal. Track record would be the bigger issue. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Daryl, J.J. Watt released by the Houston Texans last week, and a lot of Jets fans were talking about how the team should be in on him. I don't see why you would go after J.J. Watt. He's going to be 32, certainly declining in health, not what he used to be. And from J.J. Watt's standpoint, you would think that as he approaches the end of his career, he'd want to go play somewhere where he has a chance to win a championship, which the Jets probably aren't going to be for the next couple of years. Seems like a bad fit all the way around. I'm sure Joe Douglas will make a phone call to check in, but I would imagine there's not going to be much more to this from a Jets standpoint, right? Yeah, I think more so on J.J. Watson. Like, why would he want to come play for the Jets? Unless they could get Deshaun Watson and and sign like a marquee receiver and and maybe put themselves in the conversation to go from where they are to a win-now team. But I just don't see all of those stars aligning to that point because, you know, signing him is a win-now move. It's 
a move that a team like the Packers or the Steelers with an older quarterback would make, uh, not a team that's starting over a quarterback. So I think ultimately if you're J.J. Watt, like why would you want to – I wrote about this last week. Like would the Jets or Giants be interested? Sure. Like in a, in a bubble, like if you look at it, say, oh, they, they, be, they need to improve their pass rush, both the Jets and the Giants do. And, and, and he would help even though he's not what he once was. Um, but by the time the team is ready to kind of turn the corner, you know, he might be ready to walk out the door. Um, if, if things keep progressing in the way they have been for him production-wise and health-wise. Now, last year, not in 2020, 2019, he had a pretty darn good year, um, but played a full season this past year, and the production just wasn't there and obviously wasn't going to be worth the $17.5 million cap number in 2021. So, um, yeah, I, and I, I think, again, ultimately from his end, why would you even want to you know, You're a free agent? You can kind of pick where you want to go. If you have 16, six teams, seven teams, or whatever interested in you, couple of them are Super Bowl contenders in the the Jets and Giants. Why? You know, like, I would guess that all of the offers for him will be, you know, reasonably similar. Um, he's not going to make $17.5 million. Um, and at this point in his career, he's made so much money that he's, he, I would presume, all about trying to chase the championship. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see that working out. If, if you're the Jets and Giants, sure, make a call. You know, can't hurt. You know, that's what, you, that's what these GMs get paid to do is to poke around on stuff like this. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it could hurt for, for them to inquire, but I don't think anything will come of it. Daryl, last order of business, we talked about Zach Wilson before, and the guy that he'd be replacing if he was picked at number two overall is Sam Darnold. Still a lot of questions as to what's going to happen with him. But PFF came out with their annual quarterback data the other day and hat tip to David Wyatt of Gangrene Nation for getting all of this info from PFF and posting it on Twitter. But my goodness, this is ugly stuff. Here is how Darnold graded compared to the rest of the league. Tight window throws, 15.1% worse than average. Throws behind the line of scrimmage, 6.9% better than average. Okay, that's good, but now here's the rest of the throws. From 0 to 9 yards, 6.3% worse. 10 to 19 yards, 13% worse. 20-plus yards, 11.6% worse. Now here are his grades in terms of key metrics. Throws from a clean pocket, 32 out of 32. Ooh. Under pressure throws, 10 out of 32. So he actually did pretty well there, but here are the rest of the categories. Big time throw percentage, 31 out of 32. Turnover worthy plays, 26 out of 32. On target throws, 29 out of 32. Third down grade, 26 out of 32. And on average, he had 2.86 seconds to throw. The NFL average was 2.7. So... Despite the fact that the offensive line wasn't great, it was giving him an above average amount of time to throw, and he was still producing those numbers. Now, obviously, we could get into Adam Gase's coaching and some of the injuries and all of that, but those numbers tell a very ugly story. And when you look at the film as well, you can see why a lot of Jets fans are thinking that the best move the Jets could make would be to move on from Darnold in the last year of his contract and go get a rookie where you can restart that rookie contract clock because LaFleur and Salah coming in here and being able to fix Sam Darnold isn't going to be impossible, but we have to be realistic about it, Daryl. It's going to take quite a bit of work, and the odds are not really that high when you look at history of quarterbacks who were as bad as those metrics indicate and then went on to be good. 
Alex Smith is the best example and I don't know how many people would get super excited if Sam Darnold turned into Alex Smith. So these numbers paint a really grim picture. I'm curious to see how much it'll impact the Jets above and beyond what they've already looked at on film. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm sure you could find bright spots on film, but the, between what, what you see on film in terms of the inconsistencies and then those those numbers and those metrics, um, yeah, uh, that kind of all gets back to what we've been saying, which is, you know, this guy is not um, – not a franchise quarterback and, and, and to, to think that he's going to all of a sudden turn the corner and, and become that guy in 2021 because uh, Matt LaFleur is his offensive coordinator. I, uh, Michael LaFleur, I should say. Um, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't see, I think it's kind of a pipe dream um, to think that, that this transformation is going to magically uh, magically happen um, this year. And, and that's why, I think it would be really risky for the Jets to to keep him and and try to you know salvage him. Maybe maybe they draft a quarterback and they and they keep him um, and then figure it out. Um, I don't know. I suppose anything is possible. You can go through every permutation of what they might do, but um, obviously you might as well get something for him this offseason, You know, as opposed to him leaving in free agency next offseason, where I think the comp pick surely would be less uh, less alluring them whatever their Jets could get from this offseason. So, yeah, I think it all boils down to the trade makes a lot of sense. And um, as a guy who obviously pretty good character kid, worked hard, just maybe he didn't have it or the coaching uh, wasn't there or the talent around him or whatever. You could, There's certainly, as we talked about a million times on here, like certainly enough like well maybes or what ifs that he could attract a pick, right? But I think – there's just too many of those question marks when you tie it and then you tie it all in with um, the numbers and then and the problems you see on film and then the history of, of how unlikely it is that after uh, three mostly sluggish years that a guy's going to all of a sudden become something great. Um, the odds are stacked enormously against the Jets. So if they can get something for him now, third round pick, second round pick, something like jump at it, go for it. Um, and, and, but then the problem again is, you know, you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're going to get someone less certain than Trevor Lawrence, supposedly, right? So Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. So what do the Jets think of those guys? Um, presuming they don't trade for Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, this is this is not an easy off-season decision for Joe Douglas. It's an enormous one on multiple fronts, and it has multiple kind of uh, factors involved in it. What do you do with Darnold? What do you do in terms of his replacement? So, yeah, this is why Joe Douglas makes the big bucks. This is why the Jets gave him a six-year contract to try to fix this. So, uh, look, I don't think we're going to know for a couple of years. Like, if they trade Darnold and draft Zach Wilson, no one can sit here and say, oh, great move. That's a smart move. That, that, that'll work. Who knows, right? I mean, I think we're going to give it a couple of years. I think everyone looked at Darnold when the Jets drafted him and thought, yeah, that, that's, that's the right move. Couldn't get Baker Mayfield right. Sure, that, that'll work. Josh Allen's a project. Well, you know, things don't always work that way, right? Lamar Jackson, um, you know, whatever people were saying about him coming out of the draft, things don't always work out the way that you think they will. So um, give it a couple of years and then we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't think keeping Sam Darnold is the answer. They might do it because they've done crazier stuff, but I, I don't think it's the answer. 
if they do keep him, it's going to be a reclamation project. And I think people need to wrap their yeah. heads around that. Whether or not it would be a successful reclamation project remains to be seen. And whether or not that reclamation project happens here or elsewhere is something else that we're going to have to keep our eye on over the next couple of weeks. Daryl Slater covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your work, what do you got cooking over at NJ.com right now? Yeah, so it's at Daryl Slater, D-A-R-R-Y-L, S-L-A-T-E-R on Twitter. And then, of course, as usual, NJ.com slash Jets and um, NJ.com slash Giants if you're so inclined to check out Giants stuff. And, you know, free agency preview stuff. I'm actually taking a few days off this week. So nothing uh, from me in terms of um, big stuff this week. But, uh, yeah, we'll be looking ahead to free agency um, on both of those pages with, you know, guys who are, um, you know, other reporters who are kind of subbing in and, and care, pulling the weight uh, with, with me off for a few days. But, um, yeah, so obviously free agency, you know, let's say 15th as we're talking, today's Monday the 15th when you and I are talking right now, and one month till free agency, really. The negotiating window opens Monday, March the 15th, and the free agency starts the 17th. So we're a month out, really, from, from the start of free agency because that's when things really get cranking um, and a lot of these deals get agreed to. Is, is on that first uh, Monday and Tuesday of free agency before the signing period even officially starts. So uh, one month to go, and uh, obviously it'll be a different, again, free agency period than really last year in terms of not having guys being able to, to visit in all the COVID restrictions. But um, this, is a, this is a big stretch here for Joe Douglas to kind of make over this roster with all the salary cap uh, space he has. Make sure you follow Daryl on Twitter at Daryl Slater and read his work at NJ.com, even though this week he's going to be on vacation, but still plenty of stuff up there. And then he'll be right back at it next week. If you haven't given us a five star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the Jets. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.